Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to the 34th session of Guru Bodha. So this class is made available live for the our Easy Ayurveda weekly classes subscribers exclusively. But this class will also go online on YouTube. Also, uh, to begin the uh, this session on a good, positive, auspicious note. Sorry, this uh, this news piece is in Hindi. That Chavanprash we all know and we also adore one of the you know strongest and most popular medicine of Ayurveda. The, the origin story of Chavanprash begins with Acharya Chavana who who got old and who was, who was weak, but his energy was revived and uh, anti-aging therapy was given by Ashwini Kumaras. Now there is a park and an uh, Ayurveda pilgrimage center and an Ayurveda naturopathy center etc is coming up there uh, in the place where Acharya Chavana was. Uh, so it's a very good positive note to start the session, sir. Definitely. If you observe this, the present government approach to all Indian culture related and heritage related, they will be pinpointed and picking up all those things which were left behind and unnoticed and not given the due respect. So if you observe that, it may be any pilgrimage centers like big Ayodhya, Mathura, Kashi or whatever it is. Similarly, they are promoting yoga and as well as Ayurveda to the entire world. And definitely most of the even Ayurvedic uh, students are not knowing that it is from the Haryana, the place where the Narnal district, where Chavanamuni was uh, all these um, days, uh, he was uh, doing uh, tapasu and all those things. And he was living there. But most of the time, a uh, government comes forward with this type of ideologies where they are going to even make an uh, Ayurveda wellness center along with a pilgrimage center and even a ropeway to make it a somewhat like a health resort as well as a ports resort. Then definitely it will be a very good uh, way to start and uh, promote uh, any unknown factors and unknown things of Ayurveda. Interesting approach that they have taken is it's not just like treatment uh, this one. They are also including adventure sports and making it uh, truly uh, a destination for picnic goers or uh, you know whoever wants to have rejuvenation they can also have rejuvenation there and also have their own part of entertainment so it's going to become a very tourist, big tourist hub because 95 crores are is going into that sir definitely definitely it will become one of the important spot and even the ayurveda students were asked to visit there and observe the things definitely it will be, it becomes in a holy spot and uh, this initiative must have been taken very long back but now the due credits are being given. That's one of the important things that's happening. And one of the positive things of these physical locations being given the due importance, long due importance and all is that I've seen that many of the Ayurveda concepts are, are hijacked by Westerners or other health science saying that, oh, it is their concept and you know pranayama is, is now being promoted as something like a coherent, concurrent breathing and all. So that, that kind of hijacking can be avoided by making the big physical buildings like these, sir. See, definitely when we come up with such an idea that to promote a personality or his concepts as his works to the world, we need to give uh, due respect to his origin, where from where he was and what he was doing there. How is his area or the location, then how he got these ideas and how he understood the principles and concepts of the nature and how he incorporated all those things into the human life. 
so when we need to study all these things when jana maharshi has given such a beautiful work of charaka samhita and even uh, such type of granthas or also speak about uh, chavana maharshi and we know that chavana maharshi is one of the person one who developed very early that is called premature aging so that is a very clear indication that where chavana prasha has to be used where there is a premature aging in those condition chavana prasha if it is given definitely it will going to improve the condition so acharyas have done their job and it is our duty to carry this legacy forward and definitely government is in the right direction and continuing with the in the two sessions previously we were discussing about mango raw mango is uh, sour or astringent and uh, ripened mango is sweet so they have entirely different things and entirely different set of properties so this is galita amra rasa that is squeezed mango juice so this is because it is such a juice it is uh, of course from ripe that's why it shows uh, balya or improving the strength immunity guru heaviness all these qualities sir see definitely this is squeezed mango juice is one of the commonest thing across the indian uh, peninsula and even the entire indian continent these areas it may be even pakistan bangladesh and these areas of sri lanka we have got varieties of mangoes and during summer it is one of the important uh, fruit and that's why we call it as uh, king of fruits the mango so it is one of the important uh, fruit and there are many many varieties out of that there are particular varieties which are very very sweet in nature once it is ripened so such mangoes are taken and the juice is prepared then definitely it is balya and to improve on that um, many people will make them into a smoothie by adding some other things into that sometimes some wrong combination like um, dugda is also added milk is also added which should be avoided otherwise it will become uh, definitely a, you know, in a small quantity it will going to improve the digestion and it is very good laxative and promotes um, very good movement of the material inside the body but in a long large doses it may become somewhat heavy to digest and it may cause a certain indigestion so care should be taken to maintain that balance and this mango juice across india it's very commonly available and they can have it during summer to such an extent that almost everybody will definitely taste uh, the mango juice in summer there probably is no children in india who do not like a mango mm-hmm. and, and there are this amra can amra khanda or mango candies again they are told uh, with the same i, I remember there was this mango mood or some mango candy that was available which which was very chewy and it was prepared with the direct mango pulps so it it again carries the same heaviness improving uh, nourishment and balya all those things so it is only the just uh, the mode of uh, presentation has been changed into amrakanda but still it is a mango and it will definitely give rise to the real qualities of what the mango is so but uh, definitely what type of mango is considered whether because we have got in the market uh, some chewy candies like kacha mango it is called as it will be green in color and it will be more sour rather than a sweet or a sweetish uh, sour in nature but there was a mango bite or something like it was there earlier and that is uh, very t- typically a um, uh, sweetish one and it is a pulpy one so they use the raw i mean mango pulp as it is to be available for chewing when we chew the the mango or amrakanda or the mango candies so it is a definitely a better way of promoting and improvised way of promoting what we call and of course nowadays if anything to be fed to the people a population we need to give a coin term and that we should be like you no know, 
Parshodhana, if you say it is a detoxifying, then it will be somewhat sounding better. Similarly, for uh, Amrakanda, it may sound old and absolute, but if you for that you call it as a mango candy, definitely people will cherish it. And also this Amravartha, raw mango candy is there. Again, it is uh, probably it is more related to sourish sweet, sir. Yeah, definitely. This is uh, once again by using the raw mango uh, juice, they make it a thin layer or the foil type of material, continuously pouring over that and making it sun dried. And this will definitely make into a pulpy layered material and easily it can be crushed and taken just like a custard. It will come out a very neat, a pulpy, a squeezy type of a cake. It will come, um, but it will be in the form of a layers. And even sometimes such a layer, just even for 3 to 5 mm thickness layer will be there and it is available in market and they are very um, uh, Swedish with a tinge of uh, you know, uh, soreness in that. By learning all the all these things, we can make so many varieties of medicine forms. It may not be hardcore medicines. We can make so many food products or like I think Patanjali chaat masala has mango as an ingredient. So a single herb or a single food substance can be used in a variety of uh, variety of ways, and, and also it gives like whoever is planning to come up with Ayurveda products. It gives a big window of opportunities to pre present the same uh, herb in many different ways, sir. So definitely there are certain drugs which can be presented in different forms of uh, dosages. So it may be sometimes it may be in the form of uh, swarasa, uh, the juice. It may be in the form of kashaya. It may be in the form of chutney, kalkas, or it may be in the form of powder, churna. So something like that. There are versatile things are there. Only a few drugs are there in that uh, which will usually fit into all these uh, type of mode of, I mean, uh, different modalities are the dosage forms. And Amra is also one of the ones and it can be even incorporated into such a level that a new new things can be done. Even with a mango, if you add with a jeera or pepper, something like that and make it as a you know, chewy candy and it will be you know, very tangy in nature, tangy in nature, then that's type of uh, promotions, it's very common and people will come out with all these things. Coming to the therapeutically, probably one of the important parts that is seed or seed kernel. It is straight away astringent, sir. Definitely, mango seed is astringent, hence the, it is, uh, its powder is available in the market and it is extensively used in case of uh, diabetic people and even many times for the chardi and atisara and these type of things. But commonly used nowadays is for diabetes particularly with the mango seed because it's a potent kashaya rasadravya and it is extensively along with that mango seed that even the, the mango bark is also used for this purpose. When we come to the yoga or uh, Ayurveda medicines prepared with mango, even Siddha has many man mango containing Siddha products which are very frequently used in diabetes uh, like Madhumiga, Rishuna and whatnot. So to understand very clearly, wherever mango is mentioned in a formula, to be used either for diabetes or for diarrhea, <clears throat> etc. So there, there the seed or seed kernel is the is the one to be used, sir. Definitely, where there is you require an astringent effect, uh, something like it's a stambana effect. Then it may be it may be diarrhea, dysentery, or it may be grahi like uh, lakshanas in IBS and something like that. Or it is only even to reduce the quantum of urine in case of diabetes. 
so this in these areas if mango comes as a reference then it is always to be taken and understood as it's a mango kernel or the seeds and or else it is a mango bark it is not the mango fruit nowadays sugar free mango pulp has come that might indicate the sugar is not added to it or they will remove the glucose from the sugar we are not sure <laughs> i mean very weird see such type of things cannot be accepted it is once again a violation of natural phenomena few years back there was one company promoted one brand it was containing garlic and their promotion was this is a garlic pearl but doesn't have the smell of garlic then i said we rejected the product saying that then what is the use of it one of the important material which is responsible for the smell in the garlic is allyl sulfite allyl disulfide and that is very much required for the treatment and if you remove that one itself then what is the use of such garlic like removing something from the mango or garlic and saying it as a mango or garlic doesn't sound right it should be having the proper rasaguna virayupaka what the previously it was naturally occurring in the plant as the medicine it should be there it should not be just uh, sometimes when people said that uh, oil as promoted in the market uh, coconut oil propagated as chipchipa rahita tel so in hindi they used to tell doesn't have any stickiness in that how can it possible a sneha dravya should have a stickiness if stickiness is not there then it is not the sneha dravya so they they might have removed something from some portion of that from the coconut oil and they say it is very thin and it is non sticky so it when it is a non sticky then we can't keep it under the branding of oil this is one of the problem similarly the probably this sugar free are the sweetener free mango i don't know how they are doing maybe from kacha mango they are taking it and powdering it the raw mango they have been taken and it is done it is comparatively less having uh, the fructose and the glucose portion in that that may be the thing they have taken with, with respect to like coconut oil i mean let's not name the brand brand but uh, coconut oil not meant for oral consumption the nutrition component that is co- coconut hair oil not meant for oral consumption that that is so contradictory title nutrition component that is there in the coconut oil which is beneficial for the you know oral body that snicked the the same components that are useful for the hair and the skin also so if it is just non sticky and they would they would mix something like mineral oil to it so that you know the consumer likability increases so it becomes so away we start moving deviating from the shastras especially the core quality like mango and sweetness and the oil and the unctuousness of snigdata they should not be messed up with definitely see because of that they have been given the sneha dravya sneha dravya means it should have that stickiness or unctuousness and if you remove that one itself then what is the where is the concept and where is the quality how do you expect that it, uh, all the results which are uh, attributed to that drug by the acharyas it cannot expect that remove something from that and then use it the drug and expect that it should give a result no it won't give a result the drug should be used as a whole how it is so that is the thing even in uh, hair oil particularly coconut even i prepare uh, hair oil for myself that is kuntalavardini in that i prepare using all edible grade oils it is from the coconut oil and as well as the tilatela or gingelly oil i use edible oil the reason is what we consume inside to the body the same should be given applied to the body so otherwise most of the commercial brands they do say that it is not for the oral consumption and that will be they just they want to keep the price less and definitely it is mixed with the mineral oil 
and if you don't mix it then it is not going to yield them the financial results so that's the reason they use it and that's the simply they'll make one name below that it should not it is not mentioned for human consumption or it is not for the internal usage so in the market also if you go and ask any vendor regarding a coconut oil or anything like we'll ask whether it is for the deepam or for the consumption because for deepam it is entirely different brand and for consumption it is entirely different brand so this is the human nature if you want to something to be offered to the god offer something which is uh, deprived as or something which is uh, somewhat cheaper in nature uh, no it should not be done when you are offering something to your elders or god or guru or something like it should be of the natural one it should not be deviated one that's why people say that if you want to put a lamp or light a lamp and all those things use cow ghee this is the most precious one and coming to the going to the next question so milk should not be added to amra or amra rasa preparations there is like two set of uh, this one like fruits with milk can they be ordered can, can they not be added uh, in sarak samhita sutrasana 25th chapter he gives a list of uh, all the sour uh, sour fruits which should not be mixed with milk sour substances even amla is there mango is there etc but in asangradhya uh, uh, 7th chapter he gives straight away milk should not be mixed with fruits uh, so there is uh, there are two theories there sir see it is it's no one thing is straight away that is amla rasa should not be mixed with dugda or the milk it is going to just spoil the candy things and it become it won't remain as a dugda or it won't remain as a juice whatever it is but when it comes to mixing of fruit and milk why acharya vagbhat has given a prohibition there is very clearly these two are different set of uh, carbohydrates and protein combinations they require a different set of digestive capacities it should not be mixed together to confuse the system probably that is the reason they have said it should not be mixed it becomes a viruddha in nature is mango heating i have seen one case where the person got rectal bleeding after consuming mango pulp for a long period of time excessive mango for a longer period of time even if it is sweet not so very good for digestion and also it also depends on whether uh, whether it is ripe mango or unripe mango sir see definitely unripe mango is more penetrative if you use uh, ripened mango for a time being it will effectiveness of this will be compared to less in causing a bleeding or heating but provided with all these statements mango in general is ushna in nature the, the fruit portion what we eat whether the same mango with bark and seed then it is kashaya sheetha in nature so what they are using or consuming that should be understood and if a person is pitta prakruti in nature and um, outside the season is also grishma type of thing then you consume a lot of um, mango juice or mango related thing or even the panaka prepared out of mango or something like aperasam and all those things if you consume a lot of it then there is a chance of overheating and leading to bleeding this is happens yes sir and interestingly mango oil has also been explained but this is characteristically again astringent and bitter and also some sweetness is there useful in oral disorders as well sir see it's a, they are prepared a mango oil but i'm doubtful whether it is the extraction of oil from the mango or mango kernel or seed or it is adding a mango extracts into oil and making the oil siddha so that that needs to be understood what actually they meant with the oil of mango 
So, but still, once again, what uh, thing we are using it? If they say it is kashaya astringent in nature, then definitely they are using either kernel or the bark of the mango, and they are treating it with oil, are uh, preparing it the oil with that. So, uh, it, it definitely it will have cannabis goodness uh, like um, astringent properties, and it is very potent in that. So, definitely it will be used in mukaroga. Like oral disorders, where there is ulcer or something like that, a bleeding, or where there is a oozing something, so it definitely it's uh, going to help in that way. But provided every time there should be a tag on or a control on the dosage and the person, a type of person one who is using it. Probably, I mean, these astringent things are used very frequently in uh, when we go to the dentist. Uh, if there is you know a sort of a bleeding or anything, they will give some astringent. Liquid to apply, so probably an astringent powder with mango and other such astringent things can be a very good product idea, sir. Definitely, when you want to dry up an area, definitely we will try to put something which is astringent because astringent causes stubdata and oozing stops. So that's why that area becomes dry. If the area becomes dry, then automatically that will be very good for the healing process. And it is used externally for bleeding, injury, wounds, etc. So they are they are talking about bark, flower leaves, etc., which are which are astringent dominantly. And there is amrad mango juice, etc. Yeah, side effects again: weakening digestion strength. If it is sour or excessively taken, pitta aggravation and bleeding. Also, pitta affecting the eyes, leading to eye disorders, sir. So anything which is done over, definitely it is going to cause problems. We should take care of that. What type of quantity and what type of quality of mango we should use it, and how much should be taken. If it is regularly taken, then there is even vasculitis happens. Many some of the patient skin irritations develops, and agni becomes diluted. All these things are happen. Even sometimes the oral cavity ulcers will also create it because of its ushtata. Regarding the oil that I mentioned, that is there in Kayadeva Nigantu. It says that sakara bhavam tailam kashayam swadu tiktakam. Probably a sesame oil based oil prepared out of it rather. That, that's the reason what I said. It is not because mango does not contain any as such any oil. Maybe some portion of aromatic oil may be present in its young uh, age in an unripened condition and even the leaves. But extracting that one may not be sufficient enough to use it. But it is a very easy to bring those qualities of mango into oil by cooking it with oil. So probably that is the one. That's why I said it is a siddha taila mango siddha taila or the amra siddha taila. It cannot be from directly just like a coconut oil extracting oil. No, it is not like that. Yeah, coming to next to very important. Uh, Aspect of use of mango in varieties of medicines. Kataka kadaradi kashaya, you know, very useful in diabetes. So, a lot of diabetes and diarrhea targeted here. Sir. So, definitely, see where there is something which is required to the body and it is going out or oozing in. It may be urine along with the glucose, or it may be even satisara, or it may be menstrual bleeding, or it may be. Anything like which is oozing in nature or increasing its um, output rather than the normal. In all those areas, these mango preparations or mango-containing drugs are used, and definitely in all these conditions, I mean yogas, 
mango seed kernel and mango bark is the one which is used because that has that particular uh, potential to do a very good important uh, therapeutic outcome in case of gastrointestinal diarrhea eventual bleeding and such conditions it may be even leucorrhea yes sir and vaidyanath uh, ashokarista as such does not have mango but vaidyanath has makes vaidyanath uh, ashokarista special used in menorrhea bleeding hemorrhoids etc and then uh, fma a lot of uh, gynecological gynecological syrups used in leucorrhea and menorrhea contain that wilvum tablet uh, prepared from skm siddha and ayurveda company uh, uh, and madhumega kudinir churanam even it is very famous in siddha as well and uh, like at all tooth powder nagarjuna tooth powder contains it so very versatile there sir so once again all these are targeted based on its kashaya rasa then it is not the ripened mango it is kacha mango or the unripened mango and mango seed kernel or even the bark these potentially i mean have these particularly kashaya rasas in these areas in this plant so that is been taken and utilized for the various conditions as for the nutrition part and directly consuming that it is always a fruit and that is entirely different qualities in that the last slide regarding mango here mt tone syrup very famous from charak has it dabar hazmola maha am imli candy has it mutra sangraha kwata has it and uh, grahani mihira taila also has it sir so definitely so once again all these preparations are targeted based on the kashaya of unripened mango and that is mango seeds and these things are used patanjali has gone into using mango in a different direction patanjali patak jeljira powder chaat masala powder patak hing goli tablet all these are from patanjali they are going to the direct consumer here sir definitely this is what they are doing and it is a kacha mango uh, the unripened one which is having more sore in nature here for this purpose of improving the agni are helping in the digestion and uh, these type of condition and even the chaat masala containing ama uh, it is very common in northern india there is they will get in the market amchur very commonly available any uh, preparations made out of bindi or the lady's finger while doing preparing that sabji that amchur is used amchur it's very commonly available so this you know, concept as well as uh, traditional knowledge from the ayurveda they are taken into and clubbed and marketed by the patanjali in that name pachak jaljira something like that they will because ayurveda very clearly suggested during grishma and varsharutu everybody will have a lesser agni so in order to improve the agni then pachak jaljira and such type of things are promoted during summer and that will going to help the improve the digestion and uh, uh, coming to the classical categorization charaka mentioned this in hrutya uh, chardi nigrahana and there is also a famous amradi varga that i mean the whole group of ingredients are categorized in the name of mango see charaka actually very clearly said hrudya so whenever uh, the, the term hrudya has been attributed to amra keep it in mind it is the unripened mango which is sore in nature because amla raso hrudyanam it is not the kashaya kashaya rasa is again is the ahrudya it is so you cannot take it as hrudya so whatever here acharya says as hrudya then his intention of telling is only towards the the pulp of unripened mango which is sore in nature that is hrudya in nature chardi nigrana is the same thing unripened mango pulp but whereas it comes to mutra sangrahaniya and purish sangrahaniya definitely what their intention of selling uh, attributing a qualities to the mango it is for the seed kernel or the 
bark of the mango it is not the fruit of the mango almost in uh, amradi varga and that naming nikantu uh, is started with that because we all know that uh, amra is considered as the king of fruits that the reason they have kept the important and the main drug of the group and based on that naming has been done and there are a lot of trees and species with fruits and all those things they are grouped under amradi varga so i mean in in the like haritakyadi varga is there uh, which starts with like haritaki then amla amlaki vibhitaki are explained so popular and probably efficacious that is the criteria for naming that in the with the name of the main herb there sir main group drug in that group are the versatility and the importance of the drug that is been made as a captain or the group leader so that is the reason that amradi varga it contains it's not only simply amra it is amradi adi is there and that most of them with the type of sorens uh, sweet type of fruits and with large big quality i mean big trees such type of things are grouped under amradi varga thank you sir so we are ending the mango topic here if you have any questions please on the chat please uh, type them we'll answer them so coming to the carnivore only diet so this question came just today so i just included it here so a diet that has become very popular in the us and elsewhere is a carnivore diet and many big celebrities even scientists computer scientists and all they follow this so this diet is eating red meat only so they make steak and they eat it so they view grains vegetables fruits as causing all inflammation and disease and this is very confusing as there are many testimonies of people on this diet are uh, reversing diabetes and other chronic diseases can you speak about this type of diet from an ayurveda perspective see very clearly ayurveda suggested sarva rasabhyasam arogyam all the rasas should be there in a diet and if you are eating only a protein or something like that red meat only it doesn't contain the required things then ultimately you may end up in some deficiency so that cannot be whole heartedly just blocking anything or putting a restriction and all those things it is totally absolute i mean um, it is not totally i can't understand or i cannot accept that we need to understand everything should be there in that diet that's what acharya said all the rasas six rasas should be there in that every day whatever we eat it so if you simply eat only red meat i don't think so it may going to help you and even we have got plenty of uh, articles present in the web uh, stating stating that red meat is also one of the important thing for causing cancers then where to go how to go simply eating red meat they are most vulnerable for many type of colon cancers and even the cancers of the breast is also involved there there are plenty of such issues are there but all these diseases are the complex nature of the body as well as the ability of the body to fight it back and when it is failed to fight it back all these factors fall in line and they are responsible for the pathogenesis of any disease it's simply blaming on simple one diet or vegetable which is causing the inflammation and all those things that is a totally uh, unworthy statement to be considered there are many books written on how i mean having a non vegetarian diet would cause cancer and other things especially i profoundly remember Uh, how not to die book in that uh, if if somebody reads it probably he is going to stop uh, eating even egg for that matter so in that he explains that how chickens are 
killed or how they are killed before they are used in uh, preparing chicken and all these hens or cocks they are killed with a kind of a hook and they are punctured through the stomach area of the animal and that's how it, the cock dies but when it dies and it is punctured some of the intestinal fecal material also gets stuck into the meat and howsoever uh, clean cleanliness and uh, hygiene is maintained uh, the fecal material is uh, inadvertently mixed with the chicken and he, he goes on giving a lot of research paper explaining about you know what are the hazards of that and uh, there is a book called as lifespan in, in which uh, uh, harvard, harvard professor david sinclair explains that ha having made less diet is probably the way to go as far as extending our aging is concerned meaning Excessive meat can cause increased aging. Definitely, excessive meat or only meat diet definitely not only causes early aging, it is also responsible for various diseases related to heart and it is responsible for various uh, cancers to originate in the body. So that type of extreme things, only total vegan, only total diet, these are all uh, nonsense. We need to combine as per our traditions and our principles which we are following since by birth or the families where we are born in. We will be having an affinity towards the diets and the places where we originated or we have taken birth. So that things has to be incorporated. But today we are in a such a thing that if you go to across the world we try to taste and try to customize ourselves to the different type of diets. So that is maybe because of um, practicality or it may be just out of curiosity, just you want to try all those things. But from the point of health, eating any anything, only one type of thing, it is always not good. It cannot be giving you all the required elements for the sustenance of life. Wherever we go or whatever we do, culture is so very important. We should stick to our culture that we get from our parents, grandparents, etc. Whether it can be our lifestyle or our religion or worship or even our food also sir definitely these are all uh, driven by the dna what we inherit from our parents that needs to be given due respect if you want to just change the diet for the type of any other things then there may be a lot of issues may develop inside your body you may become prone for many type of cancers of course there are sporadic cancers which can occur to anybody without anything and of course, it is very clearly established that every person will have uh, cancer cells in him in throughout his lifespan either five to six times. But every time our system will be so vacant and it is clever, intelligent, it catches those uh, cells and destroys it. But only when our system fails to catch it, then we develop cancers. So this is what the messages have been given or even the studies have shown. So it is better not to fix only that only meat diet are only total vegan diet all these are going to definitely cause lot of deficiency issues and there are some worst pathologies may arise out of it that is not expected and that's the reason we need to take the diet which has all the taste all the results and all the fibers qualities proteins carbohydrates whatever what not else including even the fats there are fats which is required for the body people say that uh, total cholesterol free diet it is bogus body makes the cholesterol without the cholesterol we can't believe every cell wall is made up of cholesterol we need cholesterol then they won't categorize as a good cholesterol and bad cholesterol there is no good cholesterol bad cholesterol you maintain the particular type of uh, thing 
consume the which is required for your body and try to maintain it. There are only certain people they are having uh, the hereditary problems that they tend to develop the higher triglyceridemia. Their uh, all other cholesterol pattern will be normal, but their triglycerides will be higher. There are people like that, particularly the vegans. So care should be taken to improve all those areas wherever it is possible. A good quality dietary things to be taken from the dairy. Something should be consumed. People nowadays say that uh, dairy should be avoided. Dairy because they are thinking of the westernized that cows, the Jersey cows, and all those things which give 30 liters of milk and something like that per day. It is not required. There are uh, desi cows, the Indian style of cows, and that gives you uh, a one type of milk or a two type of milk. See these qualities, they have changed it, and they have said that it is good to body because they produce very little one and they eat particular type of uh, grass and all those things. Uh, nowadays, uh, the, the, for the commercial purpose, we are uh, feeding the cows with a uh, lot of uh, fodder, chemical fodders, and even the manufactured things, and uh, we are interested in getting more and more milk. And that type of things are not good to the body, but if we say in desi cow milk, then it is definitely good. And even the grita, that's why Acharya Shishuta has very clearly said nitya rasayana. What are those things? Very clearly says dukda and ajya. That is grita. Grita and dukda both are ajasrika rasayana. Every day it should be consumed by everyone. That's what Acharya's message message is. Yes, as you told, good cholesterol, bad cholesterol, and LDLD is like uh, blamed for all the negative things. And uh, uh, when I studied the, this cholesterol, when the liver is producing all these cholesterols, LDLD is, is the one which goes into the brain and uh, provides nourishment. It goes to, to the, all the tissues and repairs the damage of the tissues, makes the cell, rebuilds the cell wall, makes new cells. So, uh, so there is no uh, concept of bad cholesterol, good cholesterol, just with the diet. And uh, somebody has written that we don't get any fiber from eating a red meat diet only. So that's very true. And that's why this Okasatma concept has been explained. And another thing is that this Shed Rasa that they explained, probably they also mean that we should have all the varieties, uh, sir. Like, I mean, good amount of proteins, carbohydrates, water, fat, fiber minerals everything salt everything should be there in our diet so probably shatrasa signifies that also definitely that's the intention of saying the concept in a different words is that shatrasa is sarvarasabhyasam arogyam that's what they have said they never suggested only eat only madurrasa madurrasa is very good to the body but doesn't going to cause mother only eat madurrasa if ati madurrasa sevana is there then there also there are a lot of diseases quoted by acharyas it may be like obesity, it may be Rudroga, and it may be even diabetes. So many things they have explained. Yeah, I mean, milk in US is not great creating hormonal imbalance in young kids. It all depends on how the cows are fed and whatnot. And moving on to the next topic, we covered Kapikachu in great detail. So there was a question like uh, Kapikachu <coughs> with this very good Watahara and also has its effect on has a nourishing effect on the brain tissue and uh, nerves so can kapikachu be mixed with shirabala 101 or co-prescribed with shirabala 101 uh, for neurological issues and is it also good for neurological issues there sir definitely it's already available in the market pentake produces a drops called neurocare which is a fortified shirabala oil with including of ashwagandha, kapikachu and these type of nervine tonics and it is very good for the neurological conditions. 
Tapikachu is one of the one which acts on the central nervous system as well as it's on the aphrodisiac front. So both the areas it takes very neatly and gives a very convincing results. Uh, yes, Mona Bhaji, you have raised your question, uh, raise your hand. Can you please yeah. go ahead? Um, thank you, doctor. Good morning, both of you. So I had a question. You said about the cow ghee uh, is one of the best. Now, what if you do not have any excess close by to go to a farm? Because we don't know when you get some pre-made cow ghee in the stores, how they have made or whether they are really made from the cow milk or not. So in that situation, how do you tell your client what is the substitute about the cow ghee? Because it's hard sometimes to find the real cow ghee. See, it's a very easy. It's not so difficult. Nowadays, everything available online. There are institutions which are preparing cow ghee in a very natural way without adding any chemicals or not processing anything in that. And that can be available on that. So if you want to have a doubt whether they have done it like that or not, how to understand them then. So similarly, we go to laboratory and we give our blood and expect that certain tests should be done. Are we going to observe whether they are using our blood and giving the results? At the end of the day, when yeah. they give the um, certificate, I mean uh, document saying so and so present in your blood, we accept it. Similarly, there should be some faith. Try to select a good person and a good company which is existing for a long time or doing good thing. Or it may be even a small one, but it is doing genuinely. Try to find out if definitely you will get one or the other such things. And nowadays, uh, the transportation and mechanism of postage and all those things are very good and you can courier facilities. You can get it anything across globe, anything anywhere. So it is not a big issue. And uh, uh, no question, nothing can replace cow ghee. There is no substitution for that. And also in the context of US, so I mean, if there is a scarcity, it also presents an opportunity. So if, if somebody is not making a cow ghee is not original, authentic cow ghee is not available. It's not hard. Like, I mean, in Indian households, you know, our mothers prepare cow ghee on a in, on a very frequent basis. And, and it's also like whoever is uh, watching this, just prepare for, a, for example, cow ghee example I'm giving. Go to the market or go to the people who, uh, who rear cows. Get the milk, uh, prepare curd and then prepare butter and prepare the ghee out of it. Record the whole thing and you can stream it live in Facebook, Instagram, etc. And put a crazy high price on it, it will sell. So if, if there is a scarcity, there also presents an opportunity. So. Definitely. Always uh, it is based on the demand and supply. And uh, in uh, American context, if you say there is an non-availability, I don't think so. We have, I think, in our group, when Mrs. Sandeep is also there, no? He can give, uh, produces a lot of good quality ghee. And across, definitely, he, he can able to give them a service if you want really any cow ghee. He can supply. I don't think so. It's a problem. Yeah, Sandeep Agarwal is, yeah, is from Pure Indian Foods. Daily he, he travels miles together to collect ghee, uh, ghee from the you know, cow ranch and to get that. So if there's a will, there's a way definitely there. And uh, a question has come, a question about wrong food combinations. Uh, for, so this comes to the premise that salt and milk are contraindicated with each other. For breakfast, we grew up eating salty breakfast like poha, upma, etc. But always had milk along with it. Would that be considered as a bad combination? 
So give it, to give a little bit of context, when two ingredients are told as wrong, those two ingredients should be used dominantly if it is a yoga or if it is a preparation or they should be used alone. Only then it can be considered as wrong, sir. See, definitely when we say that it's a Viruddha Ahara, the non-conducive combination, it's very clearly milk and salt. So we don't put salt to milk and drink it, isn't it? So it is something salt which is put into the making of poha or something like that for the preparation, but that poha doesn't contain only the salt. It also has some sourness, some nimbu is also added to that, lemon and some even the, um, what do you call, uh, from, for the pungency, something like pepper or something like that we added or even the capsicum is added. So it is not simply the, um, only the, what do you call, salt in that. So along with that salt, and but it is not directly putting this into the milk, followed by we are eating, I mean drinking milk. So it doesn't make any sense. But only thing is directly putting salt to milk and consuming it is contraindicated. It is not good. Yes, sir. And I hope the doubt is clarified there. I mean, we have been addressing the wrong food combinations in uh, many different uh, ways. And next, next question is whenever there is a hair oil problem and I say that this oil is good, say bringa malka thaila is good. Then somebody would eventually ask, can we mix durdura patradi thaila to it? Then I would say that yeah, it can be mixed. Then somebody would come and say, can we mix kuntalakanti oil to it? And then some people use three or four or mix it type of oils. They mix it and keep it and they apply such an oil to hair. What do you make out of this practice? So very clearly there is a concept in Ayurveda that is called as Yamaka Sneha, where two varieties of snehas are combined or two varieties of oils are combined or oil or majja or grita something like that it is combined. So whenever grita and oil is combined then we call it as kodambu in very popularly in India in particularly in Kerala but it is always for the external usage. So whenever we combine two different oils it only to impart the efficacy of the combination and other part of it there are a set of commercial ideas into that that when we make a combination of three or four in a particular proportion and it is available with only us, then it is for the capturing of the customers for that purpose. So it has been done. But as a point of its efficacy, definitely Yamakasneha has some role in holding the area of particular the trichology or the hair related with the hair and you can use combinations. But for the preparation, base oils, if you mix two or three types, then it is okay. Or even mixing the Kuntala Vardhani, Kuntala Kanti, or even with Neeli Brungama or Brungamalakadi into combination of Brahmi Amla, then such combinations we don't know because it Acharyas have never said these combinations and we don't know what happens with that. But unfortunately, unfortunately, it won't cause you any untoward incidents. But whether it is improves the efficacy, that is a big question mark. While preparing the oil, if you use the chemakasnehas, then it is good. It is extracted after cooking. But two differently cooked oil uh, mixing together in different proportions, they may go in hand in hand and uh, directly uh, helping or it may become straight away contrast. And also, rather than aiming for one universal herbal oil for hair fall or to regrow hair or to address the grey hair or to even address the dandruff, everything. Knowing what the 
root cause is with the hair, what the issue is hair, what the problem is there with the hair, and then zeroing on one particular herbal oil, maybe two, would be good. But mixing everything and hoping that a combination of all these things would somehow make our hair better is a little bit exaggerated. Sir. See, we cannot have a uniform result out for every cases. So there are the hair fall, which may be due to premature hair fall, which may be due to deficiencies, which may be due to excessive heat type of material you are consuming or excessive androgen activity, testosterone activities, thyroid issues, endocrine issues, deficiency in calcium, dandruff, so many things, deficiency in iron, all these will lead to hair fall and dandruff and nowadays the excessive use of shampoos, that is one of the reasons for why we get always uh, irritation in the scalp uh, because we try to remove the basic essential oil from the scalp it becomes totally dry and then it is becomes totally dry definitely the rukshata will occur and rukshata leads to always itching so we need to put some oil onto the head and keep it a little bit sneha yukta then it will not be having indigestion but like that when there is a um, dandruff something like that arichi is called because of that hair fall is there then we need to address the two condition we need to avoid the dandruff and we need to even bring back the lost hair so in that situation we can combine two oils like brungamalaka taila and durdura patradi taila so both will in a combination may take uh, good positions or uh, but that needs to be evaluated with the studies because we don't have such data available already and also like whenever this oils are prepared or the taila paka is done certain number of herbs are mixed with the oil sesame oil coconut oil and what not and then they are mixed with kashaya or any such liquids and boil together and then in a particular moment when the, the the total oil is prepared they are filtered it's called as taila paka in ayurveda so each oil will have its own unique taila paka i mean coming from the pharmaceutical uh, point of view so mixing too many oils will also mess up with the you know, how they would combine with each other in terms of perfect combination is also a questionable there sir see while preparing the thailapak while doing thailapak itself you added two thailas which is a combination definitely by cooking the entire process definitely it won't harm the final outcome of the product but when two different oils cooked in two different modalities and they are once again at the before using they are combined together then definitely we can't express or we can't understand or we can't even acknowledge that it is a right kind of thing but there are certain exceptions like brungamalaka adding with durdura patradi to some extent it gives a result so something like that there are some proven but most of the combination which we do it on our own it is just entirely of the based on the yukti of the physician and there is a question here nowadays in tamil nadu some doctors are asking to consume oil in a mixer form like little bit of coconut oil sesame oil and peanut oil mixed and used for cooking is that a healthy way sir <laughs> it's not like that it should not be ayurveda never says that to mix all the oils and prepare it for the cooking and all those things very clearly a one type of sneha should be used yeah and definitely and, and, and we did a class on social process of oil so pushna tailas one side and 
shift the thailas. I mean, if everything is mixed up, it becomes so very. I mean, even for the taste also, it may not be good. I assume. And if the virudha hara, then you should not be mixing all these oils together. And we have a very much accustomed practices across the world. If you take it from the point of context of India itself, entire northern India consumes sarshapatayla. mustard oil uh, entire gujarat consumes to some extent the groundnut oil if you go to karnataka then there is a groundnut oil and this oil nowadays everywhere palm oil and along with that if you go to uh, tamil nadu then there is gingelly oil if you go to kerala then it is coconut oil so there is a versatility is there and depending upon the areas and the our customaries and traditions along we are using these two different type of oils but while cooking itself mix everything I don't uh, suggest that that is the right type of thing to be done. Better to go with the advice of a grandmaster rather than going yes. somewhere. And and also uh, last question of the day: Would it be acceptable to add essential aroma oils to classical formulations? Just a few drops, because many clients complain of smell. The concept of Gandha Dravya were there even previously also, sir. Yeah, that can be done. No issues with that. Aroma oils of different oils can be given something. I'll make it something like you know acceptable to the client. But generally, when we prepare oil with some herbs and this one, definitely it has its own aroma. That aroma has to be appreciated, and you want to have that aroma in the same manner. Then it is that's what you eat idlis with the chicken masala. Then you because we want we are very much fond of chicken masala, so you want even idlis to be in with chicken. So that type of combinations when we make it, we cannot justify it is the right type or scientific type of things. it requires lot of observation and even the data which is generated will give you lot of information but to develop such data it requires many many years of understanding and observation so it's a huge task but but still sir i mean adding like two to three drops of an essential oil like lavender essential oil to one liter of prepared oil uh, herbal oil should not be a big no, that's not a, that's not a big issue that can be done that can be done and, and also to further the idea the purpose of the oil should meet with the purpose of the essential oil also for example uh, you know lavender essential oil is used in case of depression probably that can be added one or two drops maybe to brahmitaila so such type of combinations of one or two drops in that before application and just to give an aroma therapy something like that our aroma will give you some conduciveness and some calmness or acceptance from the patient's or client side So for that purpose, it can be done. No issues. Okay. Uh, with that, we come to the end of this session. Thank you very much for all the participants to come up with the interesting questions, and thank you, Guru Rajesh sir, clarifying all of our doubts. Thank you, thank you, Janardhan, and thank you all of you for patience hearing and even participating in the conversation. Thank you all. See you in the next class next Sunday. Namaste.